What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frotcast, coming at you not live from a series of fraught locations. I'm Vince Mancini. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing... Mom is gonna get ye to kill myself. What's up, everyone? <laughs> I was waiting for like the lum twist that you no, usually put no on those lum. songs. I'm and... going dark this, okay. this week. Is I'm... that do you have postpartum depression? I have post that's the thing. Men can have postpartum depression. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're breaking the like, silence the... here today. I'm breaking the silence. <laughs> Men have postpartum depression. Here's the thing. Pregnancy is really hard for men because we gotta sit there not fucking. And waiting for the fuck train to come rolling through town. And the the tunnel is jammed. All right? Uh-huh. Does this make sense? Yeah. I mean... So, I don't, so what's happening when, when the, the tunnel, the train tunnel is jammed? You've got all these little guys stuck at the train station oh getting... you mean your tunnel i thought you were talking about the other tunnel i was like i feel like it's kind not jammed anymore but no her tunnel was jammed but now her tunnel is closed for repairs okay <laughs> and so you've got all these angry little guys just and i'm to the train station is at capacity and it's gonna blow and they're all raring the, to go they could smell that mucus plug and they were like they the could coyotes. smell the mucus plug they know it's yeah, get a different it. doctor that, that suggests the best way to heal it the best way this to heal sexual it. healing well yeah when you get that feeling which is the feeling specifically can, is like, rippage of the vagina well that's what you say to her you say look you need something in there to keep it the wound from closing <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> that'll help. Sure. Yeah, like an expander, like for your when you have gauges for your yeah, ears. like an expander. And yeah. Anyways, dude. do you remember when the it's terrorists like blew a... up the London Underground? Yeah. Th- that's what my balls feel like all that time. <laughs> mm. like... Every time I masturbate, which isn't often because I'm very busy these days, it's like islamic terrorism in my balls (laughs) yeah that time goes away well you know what you guys both joe's that's just joe Joe included goes here we forgot to introduce him uh he's got pregnant wife matt just had a baby uh are you wearing a woody allen shirt i'm sorry well (laughs) yeah just in honor of the fablemans oh okay is that woody allen it looks like him it is woody allen i i I this shirt was in my closet and I just was like, I never get to wear, I'll never get to wear Woody Allen shirt except on the film drug podcast. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you There's said no that other, for us. Thank you. It, the, yeah. It, Cause it, it has to be retired. Yeah. So I thought, okay, yeah. well I got to bring well, it out. If that shirt podcast is but I'm sorry, Vince, what's going on with like you? but it is a cool, but it is a cool shirt. It is. I do. Glasses, it has the whites of his eyes. The it's glasses. Cool. Oh, the glasses, the glasses shine. have a little, It'd be also cool if that little shiny like thing was also just a little bit of drool, <laughs> because yeah. you assume he's looking at a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's innocent. Um, no, I was just Sorry. saying that you guys have. Why does my mouth water every time I'm near a builder bear? <laughs> <laughs> God, 
That's his famous line. Oh, yeah, he says that a lot. No, oh, I was God, just... why is my mouth water? <laughs> I was just going to say that you guys have so much to look forward to. Uh, mm. Like when your child hurts themselves while your wife is gone. That's what happened to me this morning. Oh, no. I mean, well, cause no. so, so first of all, my son has been home from daycare all week because uh, he got hand, foot, and mouth uh, disease from the daycare where yeah. they get like a rash on their bottoms and hands and uh, and faces. So yeah. he's been home all week, which makes it super easy to do work. I don't know if you know that about Oh yeah, no, for sure. Toddlers. Yeah. So then, you know, we're like trading off and my wife had to go. All right. Thank you. Uh had to go to like an <laughs> office visit. So she's gone. I'm taking care of the uh the baby and uh he he like just slips and takes a header on the kitchen floor and like splits his lip open. And that's oh, yeah. uh that's the best time for your child to uh injure themselves and 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 get blood on your shirt is when the wife is gone. I don't know if other parents have told you that, but uh, well, I'm yeah, sure no, she's stoked she's stoked on you too, right? Oh, like yeah, she's like, yeah. cool, I left for twenty minutes yeah. and the so, baby's fucked up. No, I'm super capable. We just have a little bit of blood on both of our shirts. Uh it's fine. See, I would have watched the evidence. I would, you know. You can't. Yeah. Come on, man. He's got a fat lip. Everybody's going to see that. No, you just say like, "Oh yeah, that's part I guess that's part of the hand, foot and mouth disease thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes it makes true. their lips split open. It's weird. Sometimes it gives them a black eye. <laughs> 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 no, but like uh no, I also your kitchen, having been to your kitchen, You've got the stupid floor, dude. I'm it's got the you. stupidest floor in the yeah. world. It's just like a, it's like a bunch of pebbles glued together mm-hmm. type thing. Someone thought Which, that was a good idea that your uh, that our kitchen should look like the side uh, of a hotel pool. Like I guess it yes. just makes you feel like you're on vacation. So it looks like the kind of yeah, it looks like the kind of flooring that people normally have around pools. But yes. someone decided to put it in my kitchen. Uh, and and it uh makes it impossible to clean and yeah. if a glass oh yeah if glass if glass breaks <laughs> it gets it's yeah. there forever yeah no i dropped an egg on it the other day and like i went to clean it and then i had barely I had like a couple yolk streaks on the <laughs> kitchen towel because like the rest of the egg just went somewhere else it's just inside it's like it's the strangest <laughs> yeah. design ever where away. it's like what if you had topsoil in your kitchen <laughs> yeah it's like we, we need, need something we absorbent. need drainage we need some drainage underneath the linoleum <laughs> it's so strange because all i can think is there's just going to be a whole ecosystem under oh, yeah. it that ugh. yeah there's but, people is that live a stairmaster yeah it's a stairmaster oh okay. Sorry. I'm mastering the art of um, climbing stairs. Climbing the stairs. Are you a stairmaster? A stairmaster. Dude, I do it. It's great. I mean, I wasn't the driving force behind buying it, but uh, I'm happy it's here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, Sorry, dude. I feel like so much has gone on since we last podcasted. Like, it's been, I don't know, seven years in uh, Kanye West time. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to play my favorite clip of all time. Please. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms. Amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say like you like the you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it. We we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love <laughs> about Hitler. 
a lot of things. <laughs> why does he? Why does he? Why does he like emphasize that part? Hitler. It's like he's coming as yeah, he's, he's like about the things he loves. As he's talking about Hitler. He wants oh. you to know that there's not just one thing to love about Hitler. Like I think that's a key point in this. No, like, there's why a don't people lot. get it? Just the look on Alex Jones's face. I mean, first of all, it's Alex Jones. He's chosen yeah. to have Kanye West on his he show. He also loves Hitler. Yeah, yeah, right. he does. Yeah, he does. Right, but he's setting he's like, this up in a we way don't to talk give... about that. He's trying to give him so many outs. He's like, look, look, I know you're a designer. Which, first of all, I don't know that that's like the first thing that I know about Kanye West. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah, in there no. somewhere. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, like everybody associates the Nazis with Hugo Boss and you're a designer. Like he's he's doing some fucking gymnastics. There's a lot of gymnastics there. It's like, it's, yeah, that's like a fucking at the end of that's like saying to any comedian. Oh, I, I know that you're primarily uh, a designer because they sell a T-shirt with one of their jokes. <laughs> yeah. At the end of every show <laughs> that says like, like I'm with bitch on it or something. Yeah. That's why bitch. you like, yeah. That's if why you, you like, like my like... "I'm with bitch" joke. I've got a uh, t-shirts at the end of the show that you can I buy. Do. I still have a shirt that's probably uh, 20 years old that says "I'm with cock blocker" on it and an arrow because some comedian gave it to me for free after a show we did together. It's uh, I love those shirts because you. It's always just like they're designed around a singular joke that mm -hmm. is usually like your closer like i had how come shirts for a while yeah. that i was like selling <laughs> afterwards and then it was just like there's something like extra sad about like well if i don't sell uh, enough shirts at the end of the show then i lose money from doing the art that i chose to <laughs> yeah. do and it's from like writing oh, my joke called... on a t-shirt Right, right, like you like, can't make money from the actual art. You have to make no. money from selling shitty fucking t-shirts about your art. Right, exactly. And it's like, oh, so that's a different business. That's yeah. like, <laughs> like if you like my comedy, I have a food truck that operates Monday through Friday. Yeah. <laughs> quit, describing, like if you're, quit describing Joe's it's life. Like, it's like if you're a painter and you're like, oh... Uh, I don't make money from. I don't ever sell the paintings, but I have fucking keychains that have yeah, the fucking right. paintings. Yeah, I, I have keychains with the designs on them. It's more like if you know, I have a. You're a painter, and you're like, uh, if you really like my paintings, um, I'll suck your dick for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, I, so Alex Jones is Alex Jones. Sorry. Yeah, he's doing my all this. Thing work. About that, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say I I I it's it's almost like Alex Jones wants to like he should have took taken Kanye like before and just been like look dude like so we all love Hitler okay <laughs> obviously yeah but just, we don't just to like, get this out of the way but, I, I like Hitler yeah yeah we all oh, you, you like, like Hitler we all love Hitler we just don't talk we it's like you There's get him to love Hitler without saying hey you should love Hitler that's kind of what we're doing you know. You, you know how, like, uh, uh, Kanye, you know how when, uh, when blacks say something that's bad, uh, really be this good? Um, that's what we mean when we say we hate Hitler. Uh, so what we're saying is we love Hitler. So do that. Right. Do like the way you blacks, you know, when the blacks <laughs> say, uh, you know, yeah. uh, something is crazy, they mean it's uh, good and sane. Um, you know, when they say something black, they mean it's white. You know, when they say it's up, then it means you gotta, gotta get up to get down, right? <laughs> so, um... When you say you love Hitler, um, it sounds like 
uh, to us that you're saying you hate Hitler. So reverse that. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then you, you got to flip it on a good time. <laughs> I love Hitler. <laughs> I, I do. It, it's so, so you like Hugo Boss is what he's saying, and then Kanye is yeah. like, "Let me do everything I possibly can to shit all over this point." It's so <laughs> funny. It's like, like there is, there. You know, obviously there are people out there who are like, "This is like a psyop mm-hmm. uh, trying to make conservatives look bad," which uh, <laughs> right. no, it's not. But I get why they would think that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's it, so yeah. mask off. It's hilarious. Oh, for sure. I mean, it literally got Elon Musk to like censor. He did his whole free speech ban. His whole fake thing was like he's going to bring uh, like free speech free back speech. to Twitter, which is you know obviously bullshit. But like, but the, he straight up says, "I am a free speech absolutist." Yeah. Which, like what that means is that free speech <laughs> is any kind of speech, hate speech, all speech, all speech, free speech. That's the whole concept of free speech absolutism and then he was just like well i can't all right well we can't do this (laughs) (laughs) he says he took it down because it's a swastika but like it wasn't even real like people keep saying it was a swastika it was more like kanye's uh attempt at the heartogram that uh bam margera used to have where it was like it was a swastika but also a star of david to you know it's, right. No, it was the, it was honestly, it was Kanye's version of the coexist sticker yes. that has all the religions. <laughs> yeah, but one of them's a swastika. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to bring the Nazis together. Like the X is a swastika. The X is, <laughs> honestly, it's like so insane that it is, it is, it'd be brilliant if you didn't know Kanye wasn't deeply, deeply troubled and 100% serious. Like There are, I mean, he is getting to like one out of a thousand annoying people on Twitter who are like, um, you keep calling him crazy, but what he's saying is actually uh, oh, like no, kind of true. And you're like, of course, okay, yeah, him and every college freshman that yes. have recognized uh, the complexity uh, at the heart of man. Uh, but he's yes. also like, <laughs> he's also like talking with his bottle of YooHoo and like a lacrosse net <laughs> as net. a fucking puppet. So I think you have to take into account like all the things that are happening beyond just the words that he's Dude, saying. That that to me was the funniest thing. When he he pulls out the net and a bottle of Yahoo, he brought props <laughs> to Alex Jones Yoo-hoo, to please. do a net to do a net and Yahoo joke, right? right. <laughs> which then he starts doing the voice, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Netanyahu. I'm breaking up Kanye's family," and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, you don't know who Netanyahu is? <laughs> you just think he is king of Jews?" <laughs> and, <laughs> And it, it is like very clear because number one, if he if he knew who Netanyahu actually was, uh, he would have know his voice is low, right, famously right. famously low voice, and uh, so like him. Yeah, doing in the my head he sounds voice, like Kissinger. I can't quite remember, but yeah, no, he has a very low voice, and he almost has no accent. But then occasionally the accent uh, comes out he's basically like uh i don't know he's chad dracula mm-hmm. so like he he's dra- he's a dracula who fucks <laughs> and i guess all dracula's fuck doesn't matter point is he has a very famously low voice and it's clear he just learned who netanyahu was and he was just like for some reason blaming netanyahu for his plight it's like dude you are very confused about jews like i knew already he had some insane thoughts about jews 
because he kept saying insane things about Jews. But the fact that he was like, like his him targeting Netanyahu makes so little sense <laughs> that I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure where he's coming oh, from, from, other than. I know some people call him BB. No, some people call him Yahoo. But we're gonna call him Netan. What you want, Netan? Hey, yay! Right after this, I'm gonna say you're crazy. I'm gonna take your, your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause <laughs> thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control the banks, and we have to go <gasps> and kill people. Also, we're in the penitentiary. <laughs> So, so, being at the office at, at like Hugo Boss, and everybody's like, Hey, there's like another funny Kanye video, guys. Like, come over here and check it out. And then it's just fucking him talking about Hugo <gasps> Boss and fucking uh -oh. Nazi. Oh, hey. wow. What's up, Sammy? Sorry, we're Sammy. <laughs> hey, Sammy, what do you think about Jews? Hugo Boss. What's up, dude? <laughs> Sammy, you like Jews? He's trying to put his waffle on the microphone. Sorry. Oh, is that what's going on? Hey, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am. Oh. Yeah. He's... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but Hugo Boss just, like, like on the sidelines, just getting pulled in. Like, yeah, I had no strays. idea that they built fucking Nazi uniforms. And then it's just like now all of a sudden that's out there in oh that's, that's been it's out there like, but yeah oh yeah oh yeah you had uh, yeah I, you gotta know that shit you gotta know what brands were Nazi associated brands you got Hugo Boss you got VW um, BMW <clears throat> BMW uh, fucking uh, there's other ones. Adidas Adidas Nabisco um, new Adidas <clears throat> Airbnb um, <laughs> yeah. Twitter, uh, Twitter, yeah, Comcast, oh, the, Geico. The whole Netanyahu thing killed me because I was just like, <laughs> motherfucker, you are working on some weird, like, deep level where you think, like, the prime minister of Israel is thinking about your family, <laughs> trying to steal your family and control the banks. It was very funny. Um, and yeah, no, <laughs> I like the idea that. Alex Jones is going to bring him on. And you know, like somewhere it's like, he's going down like the sliding scale of, uh, increasingly less influential reactionaries. And, yeah. uh, and they're all sort of thinking like, Oh, this famous rapper is going to legitimize me somehow. Yes. And then the first thing he does, he shows up wearing a black sock over his head with zippers for the eyes. Uh, and his prop YouTube bottle that he's brought, sorry, you, you who bottle that he's you. brought <laughs> to fucking do to say that Netanyahu controls all the banks. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say the voice he's doing too is like would be a good Elmo if he like yeah no like applied himself. It's like South Park Mickey Mouse that he's doing. Yeah, it's funny because there also already is an anti-Semitic Elmo in Times Square, <laughs> and now he's like, oh shit, was that Kanye <laughs> the whole time? Also, do we do we think that like Hitler was sitting there with like different like mock-ups of uniforms, like mm, not that one, this one, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that was the main. I think that was the that, main yes. point of Nazism, and they yes. and the Jew thing was just like a side gig that they. That they sort the of did was for cloud. That the only way that they could get the raw materials to make the fly ass uniforms was by you know paying Jews, and they were like, "Fuck that, 
We're yeah. gonna cut fucking, you know, these guys. Uh, they Dude, control the wild. fur industry. You they know, were just kind like, of like a repressed homoerotic frat that really, you know, they like 100%. uniforms were their main thing, like from the beginning. Yeah exactly dude exactly like literally it was all as aesthetics like fascism is just it's about that's why you see like all the modern like neo-fascists are like uh you know uh em- reject mo- modernity no, they're, and, they're angry you know, the first thing they're angry tradition and it's always like you know by tradition they mean like uh strong a smart haircut like literally a smart, like a smart haircut yeah, a smart and like haircut a, and a tie yeah exactly like the that's why the first thing they're always mad about is like people uh, they, they they go straight to like oh you know someone with blue hair that's like woke it's like right. they don't yeah they're, like the big they're thing obsessed. about them is they don't like that they're sloppy i think is a big right. issue yeah they they have a, a big problem with ugly people which is very funny because they are some of the ugliest people in the world, but they're like, yeah, but I've only been made ugly because of modernity and the Jews, <laughs> the Jews. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great time to be Jewish in America. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a lot so. of fun. Um, well, I'm learning, I'm learning more about Hitler than I ever. Th- Kanye is having like a, a, a fucking impact on my level of Hitler knowledge now yeah, because like, I didn't like, know any of this dude, fucking he's, shit. He's raising awareness, man. Now you know. And he really is. The the amount of like like what did he say? He's like everyone has has something about them that's you know wonderful, especially Hitler, um, <laughs> and uh, like he, his whole thing was like. Hitler invented highways and microphones. <laughs> and I was like, Hitler did what now? Did, I'm, I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> and uh, microphones been around before Hitler, dog. Right, yeah. What was he making his speeches on? Yeah. Uh, and highways? Before this, I was just talking into a beer, into a beer glass. We had a beer glass and then we had a string... Uh, that went all the way across town. So that, and then a bigger beer glass, and then I would go, "Hi, <laughs> I hate the Jews." Hello, it's but me. But then Adolf. I said, "What if we made this with with uh, with wires?" <laughs> and then I did it. Yeah, <clears throat> I, meant, I mean, I invented a lot of things. I invented peanut butter. <laughs> um, what did I invent? I invented um, the post-it note. The post-it, yeah, I was the first person who said, uh, what if we put a little bit of glue there, yeah? <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else did I invent? Uh, all all puppets. Oh, the puppets. first person to say, what, what if we uh, made like a little guy, <laughs> right? But what if there was Does a tiny it, little man sitting on my a, lap? Yeah, a tiny man sitting on my lap. I move his mouth <laughs> and I make him say like, fuck you to me. <laughs> Sometimes he like, argues with me. That he argues funny with part. me about things, and uh, everybody laughs. Everyone has a great time. What else did I? Oh, I invented the bobblehead. I was the first person <laughs> to say, like, what if, uh, like, a miniature, but with like a head that's big and go, whoa, 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 whoa. That would be fun. <laughs> um, I invented the Sibian. <laughs> oh, the Sibian. Oh, wow. Yes, I said. That's uh, the sex women. Yes, I said women very much enjoy when their clitoris does vibrations, yeah? So I said, what if we made some sort of contraption where you sit on it like a saddle and then on the Howard Stern show, oh, I invented Howard Stern, mm-hmm. uh, on the Howard Stern wow. show, uh, women could sit on there and have an orgasm and everyone laughs, but they also get horny. <laughs> I invented the sun. I was the first person <laughs> to say, it's too dark. <laughs> 
Uh, anyways. Oh, he's he's leaving. What happened? Oh, I just got tired. Uh, I I have a new invention. It's called sleeping. <laughs> okay. Ever heard of it? Are you gonna do it forever now? I would like to. Bye. <laughs> oh shit! He killed himself. Oh darn. <clears throat> oh darn. That's too bad. Yeah. Now Kanye went on like uh Gavin McInnes's show. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, people forget, on, like, like, uh, like all these people. I mean, they're basically platforming who, someone who's clearly in the midst of like a manic episode or some yes, sort of clearly. like mental breakdown. <clears throat> and like with with uh, with Alex Jones, like that is kind of Alex Jones's claim to fame. The first time I was ever aware of Alex Jones was when Charlie Sheen did that fucking interview where he's talking about winning and being like a warlock and all that shit. And uh, and I was like, who is this fucking discount Rush Limbaugh who who is just like sucking this guy off and uh, and playing into his his every delusion when this guy's clearly on a ton of drugs right yeah. now? Yeah, I I feel like um you know <clears throat> Alex Jones and and not just him but like a, a lot of these grifters they're always like desperate for um an actual celebrity yeah to you know to give give them the real scoop on hollywood and right. i mean whatnot. and also like a celebrity in the midst of a breakdown like it's it's hard to do better ratings than that like do better ratings wise right. than that because it's like of course everyone's going to report on the celeb fucking smearing shit on the walls yeah and, that's uh, a lot guess of what they have to play the clip from your show when they do it yes but the great thing uh about it <laughs> when it comes to like kanye is that like his mental breakdown is is totally i mean i mean for for all of these fools these like right-wing people they're all in a contest to see who can be the one to like get through to him on an intellectual level <laughs> right yeah and he is just so like he's just, he just so shows up with his there. underwear on his head fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean like, i i well i think i think that's like a funny part about all these guys is that they they're like, well, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not racist. And here's 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 my thought process of why, mm -hmm. like that Gavin clip. He's like, he's like, blacks they they kill everybody, right? But <laughs> when I meet a black, I treat them like this is the first black I've ever met. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he right. says some shit like that, like that in his mind. That's yes. what he's been telling himself. I'm not racist because I. This is how I think about yeah, it. Yeah, and he said, "Do you?" And that, he tells you, Kanye. Yeah, do you do that Kanye with Jewish goes, people? Yeah, and he, goes, he goes, "No." He goes, "Nope," <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> and so it's like they're trying to work their bullshit on him, and yeah. he's like, "What are you guys talking about?" Like, confidently, like Hitler, confidently, just yeah. like, yeah. no, I don't. No, listen, a I lot of I'm things, tired of a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> I don't Hitler. like Jews, and I'm tired of pretending that we all do. It's like it is very, very masked yeah. off while wearing a mask, yeah. which is <laughs> yeah, that's the irony. See, he's still an very artist. Very ironic through it all. He's a true artist. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, how can I? I'm, I'm gonna like help him clarify what he's actually trying to say. And yeah. he's like, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, I love Hitler. <laughs> so good, and I love it too because can like, I make it clearer? They don't have, you know, the right doesn't have like, 
I don't want to say like celebrities, like modern, like or like, no, it's uh, always a discount it, like State Fair ass celebrities like Kevin it's Sorbo just, and fucking uh, and right the guy and, who played the and Dean Cain and like yes yeah Dean Cain and, and Rob and they, Lowe. No, I think Rob Lowe's cool. I think you mean Rob <laughs> Schneider, maybe. Oh yeah. No, I thought Rob Lowe was like some fucking skin dude. I think Rob I Lowe is. Remember. I don't. Rob I don't Lowe is that. very. I like, thought he was bland. Most, like I thought he's bland and neutral. He's the like, guy he who goes, shows up wearing a, a, a hat NFL. that says NFL on it to a football game, <laughs> to which the is Super great. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, no. But like, finally, with Kanye, they're like, we finally, you know, we have a black, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then and a famous and, one. Like a really famous one. No, right. Like like a very famous like the most famous black yeah. guy. And there and he's just like, I love Hitler, and they're like, No, our black Our Black No Not our black. Not our black. Jewish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean that was fun. And look, we'll get to the Fablemans at some point because I made you guys watch it. Speaking um, of Jews, but, we got to talk about fable names. But what? But uh, there was also the huge article about. I don't know if we ever talked about her. the The Grey's Anatomy writer. Oh, who, please! I, I I just found out about this last night. Oh, really? And oh, yeah. Yes, I had no idea. I I had read some other. I knew about some other writer who pretended to be like a um, like she stole valor in mm-hmm. order to get into a writer's room. Probably, yeah, that was basically this. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this, no is this was a different one. The other one stole valor by pretending <clears throat> to be in the military, and that was yes. fake. And this is a completely different writer who uh, <laughs> pretended to have cancer um, oh, and parlayed it, <laughs> parlayed it into a job writing for Grey's Anatomy. It's kind of funny because, like, I don't know, maybe three days ago, Brendan texted, was on a group, I was on a group chat with Brendan and he was like, Hey, did anyone ever, uh, call to yell at Ben's, uh, ex-girlfriend who pretended to have cancer? Um, because like as longtime listeners of the broadcast know, uh, mm. our founding co-host, uh, Ben, he had dated this girl. He actually brought her to he met her on the broadcast. We were he was he was blooping in live from Bermuda, and it was right after he'd met her on a vacation. Right, and so he started dating her. He brought her to our like live broadcast uh, in Chicago a million years ago, um, and uh, it turned out that she she had told him that she had a brain tumor and she was going through chemo and all this yeah. crazy shit. Um, and it turned out that she was lying. Like none of it was true. And yeah, then, and then which is then, funny for a girl to do because a girl literally doesn't have to be interesting at all for you to like want to <laughs> fuck her. First of all, yeah, especially right? not like her. Not like, like she was I, like a she was like a cute blonde girl. Like she didn't have she definitely yeah. did not need like boom. You're, additional, you're already in. Yeah, I feel the same thing about like the black Hebrew Israelites. Like, why do you want to be Jewish where you're already black? <laughs> yeah, you're already cool. Like, yeah, you're already cool. You you want to add Jew right. to it? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's that's too much. <laughs> there already are black Jews. You ask them if they enjoy it. All right. Yeah, it's know. hard. Sammy Davis Jr. Looked, looked pretty happy. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, looks can be deceiving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, both communities up your ass at all times. Anyways. So then Ben yeah. uh, actually got cancer and died. Right. Uh-huh. That's the button. And that's the sad button to that story. The sad button to that story is. Uh, yeah. Was was that. 
And no, no one called. Did anyone ever call to yell at? I never. No, I never called. I don't know like what her phone number was. Like I don't. I barely. I don't remember her name. I'm sure I could find it if I like looked hard enough. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no one did that. Um, so anyway, that yeah. was like three days ago that Brendan reminded me of that. And then today, there's a follow up. So was story. she? Uh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Was she? Was she still with him? when no, he died no no okay. no, no, no it blew okay, up okay. once he found out that you know she was lying about cancer at one point like her one of her ex because they were doing it long distance which was part of the deal like she lived in uh boston i think and uh mm-hmm. anyway at one point like one of her exes called ben to like try to warn him but it was like she told him that it was just like a jealous ex or something like that. And so he kind of dismissed it at first. And then it was very gone girl. And yeah. she kind of looked like gone. Girl. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And then the lies sort of started to pile up at one point. Like he, uh, call, he got a, he asked to be put in touch with one of her doctors and she somehow found someone to like pretend to be a doctor, uh, to pretend to be her cancer doctor at some point. <clears throat> That's the craziest part of the story to me is that, she was able to find someone to help her. The lengths that about. people go to like keep a lie going is very funny to me. It's yeah. like Dude, I, I I find I it fascinating. A- Any big liar, I'm always like I I kind of no matter how like evil they are, and how fucked up the lie is, like I still want to hear more about them. Yeah, I find them so fascinating. Oh, for sure. Because it, it just like there's the amount of work. That goes into like maintaining a lie. As I think most normal liars, you lie about something and then you slowly, you know, you start kind of like pretending that that lie never happened. <laughs> yeah. And then no one asks about it. But yeah, uh, you keep yeah. hoping. Yeah. You hope people start to forget about it, right? As you know, at, at the same at the same speed at which your like guilt from overlying right. dissipates. Yeah. For me, like the most interesting aspect is people that tell one big lie that is super successful and like does exactly what they want it to happen. Uh, and then they keep just lying unnecessarily about completely unrelated things that right. end up in them getting caught. Like, why did you need to add those three other lies that got you nothing? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's like a compulsion to it where it's like, you know, there's people who are compulsive liars and they can't, they can't help it. And I find that to be yeah. totally fascinating. So this this Grey's Anatomy writer... Sorry, Joe, did, you didn't have a question about... Uh... No, no, no. I just had a story. I knew a girl, and she was dating this dude, and he would get drunk, and he would fucking, like, flip out. I don't know if he ever, like, hit her, but he would, like, throw fucking fits and go crazy and shit when he was drunk. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, he has PTSD from being a scout sniper. And then she would, so she was like comforting this guy and dated him for like a year, like this whole time, like trying to help him through this PTSD. And then it turns out like he was never in the military. He was just like a crazy fucking alcoholic guy. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Dirty John. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, at, at at least that lie, there's, I don't know, there's, it's like, there's utility to it where you're like, yeah, you can't get mad at me for being crazy. Yeah. I'm a drunk who's like who hits women. I need to have a sob story <laughs> to excuse this. You know? Dude, like, also there's 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 guys you know too where it's like I wouldn't call them liars, but they're just full of shit. They're like successfully yeah, yes. full of shit. Like everything is just kind of full of shit. They're just yeah. like full of shit and they they get a lot of success and you're like 
I can't everybody tell this guy's full of shit, but they're not right. like, well, he's not lying. He, he's not mm-hmm. like a liar. He doesn't lie about stuff. It's like, no, but they're just full of shit. They just. Yeah. Some people are full of shit. Everything's like, I, just, it's just like a little bit more than what's actually real. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like, um, like Donald Trump is like someone who I would say is just full of shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, David, David Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle actually had like a kind of a good take on that and his. SNL mm-hmm. monologue where he's like, this is a lot of people's first experience with an honest liar where he's right. like telling them, yes, I know the system is rigged because I helped rig it. And then, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Right. There's a certain and, and like, charm that comes with, uh, like brazen, like that kind of brazenness. Like you almost, people almost respect it in a weird way. Yeah. Right. But it's like, yeah. it's also, it's, um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's like a, pathological thing as much or, or or if it is pathological it's almost like i don't know but it, it serves like this very particular purpose whereas like to me the interesting people are the ones who are like um i have been on the moon and you're just like oh for real i thought only astronauts were on the moon and they're like i know my dad was an astronaut and there was this program that very few people knew about take your kids and, and you could take, take your, your kids kid to the moon work. So I went to the moon. I walked on the moon. And like those people are interesting to me because I'm like, there was no purpose to this. Right. Like, yeah. right. Like you yeah, lied yeah, yeah. for no reason. There and was, the amount yeah. of there was work. One, there was one time. We yeah, were, it's like the intent is the difference between yeah, the full intent, of shit yeah. and a liar. Yeah. There was one time it's where like there's a purpose. we were at some house party and I was with one of my college friends and we were meeting these. We met, we met these girls and we we're talking to him and, and he was just like, oh, yeah, we're from Utah. And they're like, oh, really? Blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, they walked away and I was like, why the fuck would you tell him that we're from Utah? That's not that's like a weird thing to lie about. Why, like you could have picked like a cool place or said like, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, not that, nothing wrong with Utah, but like it's a weird place to lie about being from. And he just goes, yeah. you got to lie to them so they know you don't respect them. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. Like, oh my god, I don't know. That's like a fucking cool. Russian nesting doll of uh, pathos, right there. Yeah, a lot of pathos <laughs> going on there. I don't even want to dig into it. That's right. like it, right. with that, you're yeah. like, I don't want to know, man. I don't want to know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this lady. So this lady. She. Addis, what's her name? Her name is something Spencer. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, it is. It's like Hillary. Pluff or some shit. <laughs> no, sorry. It, Hillary Bluff. Uh, Elizabeth no. Finch. Sorry. That's it. Elizabeth Finch. Elizabeth Finch. So yeah. So she, um, she was like an aspiring writer. She had gotten a job on True Blood at some point, and then she, uh, she'd always wanted to work for Grey's Anatomy, and uh-huh. she made up this kind of bone can. This <laughs> Do rare. You imagine wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> Right. She positioned herself as like the survivor of this rare form of bone cancer. Uh, right. And so they like sort of got her that's that's her, sort of helped get her on the show. And she would pitch storylines that were like, you know, based on her own cancer struggle. Sure. And she went took it like super far where she would, you know, she had like a fake chemo drain like in her chest yeah. and she, she would, would tape on a catheter from yes. the article or, i read yeah she taped on like yeah like a like a drain catheter in her arm 
uh, just and shaved her head and oh man yeah so and, that and, was but that was that's the, only the beginning that's of only the, the lies, like though. like again all of that was successful like the lie that yes. she had cancer was going fucking great she was in a position they got her into gray's anatomy writing room mm-hmm. you know we're talking network tv drama writing room still on the air today like, like 20 not, seasons or some crazy yes. shit yeah endless money like not only that she was like for life she apparently was money. like she apparently like was in a position of authority in the writer's right. room uh here's a here's a so this is from the ankler uh which was the guy who discovered all this in the first place and yeah now she's doing her first interview uh since it all came down um this is with the ankler again which yeah. i love that like the guy who uh or the person who like exposed this whole thing was like hey let's get the rest of the story yeah. how's it going for you <laughs> so this is someone else uh in do- describing how she was in the writer's room um mm-hmm. she was quietly volcanic and would seethe with no th- no sound says another former colleague finch had her own chair in the writer's room that no one was allowed to sit in even when she wasn't present Further complicating matters was the cozy relationship between Vernoff, who I think is the showrunner, and Finch. Uh, it got to the point where Finch and Vernoff would do press junkets together. To the others, the message was clear. To cross Finch, risked crossing the boss. On at least two occasions, Finch was triggered in the writer's room when another writer pitched an idea that cut a little too close to her imagined self. Uh, in both instances, the writers were asked by management to apologize to her. Elizabeth made people uncomfortable. That was her special skill, says the writer. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> just a total scumbag. Yeah, and eventually, uh, yeah, there was a guy that kind of figured out figured it out. Um, Fred Einsman was growing concerned. The physician turned industry consultant had been hired as an executive producer on Grey's Anatomy in 2015. Uh, Einsman is part of a small cadre of real-life medical experts hired by medical shows to apply a level of verisimilitude to scripts that weave complex medical ideas into storylines. Uh, Einsman's concerns were twofold. He was both confused and skeptical of the stories that one writer in particular had been sharing about her own life. At the time, Finch had consolidated a fair amount of power within the writer's room uh, and was comfortable throwing her weight around. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. She was now regularly sharing stories with her colleagues about her cancer and chemotherapy, but in Einsman's estimation, her demeanor and anecdotes didn't square with the reality of actual cancer treatment. He was also upset with the dynamics among some of the writers. He specifically didn't like the way Finch treated some of her colleagues. She would often bully other writers and regularly weaponized her cancer survivor status to silence critics. Uh, Einsman took his concerns to Vernoff and human resources. Uh, according to several sources, the concerns were ignored um yeah so basically it's you know like all this eventually came out um but to me like the most interesting part of this is that she did all this it worked out she was in this position of authority but she just like couldn't stop like she eventually would she started writing like essays about you know being a cancer survivor and working Uh on grays like in uh like you know for l and uh the hollywood reporter Mm -hmm. and just had like random details uh, in there. Like she claimed that she was at the Vic, the she, she claimed that she was uh, at the tree of life synagogue shooting. Um, Why? <laughs> and that uh, at one point she like, sorry, I got to find it. She was in building two during nine 11. She, she was... Yeah. After the 2018 terrorist attack on the tree of life synagogue, 
Uh, Finch claimed that she'd been a regular congregant there in college. She'd attended nearby Carnegie Mellon for undergraduate degree and that she'd Mm -hmm. lost a close friend in the shooting. She asked for time off from Grays to fly to Pittsburgh to help make burial arrangements for her deceased friends. Uh, She told people the FBI allowed her into the site to help collect the remains as required by Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only true part was that, yes, while in college, she had attended a few services at the temple. She did not know any of the victims. Then came another doozy. Like, uh, that's the craziest thing. <laughs> that's the craziest thing. You already are like, you actually did attend some services at Tree of yeah. Life. You have a connection right. to this synagogue. You don't need more than that. Yeah. Other than, like, what do you, like, you're flying out there going like, I knew these people. Like, you <laughs> fucking psycho. Um. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's every single poster online who's just like, every single thing has to be about me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, I am the main character of the universe. And I have and... receipts for some reason. And also, yes. yeah, it's like yes ending themselves. Like, no one's in there. Yeah. No one's there. It's like, yeah, and I was no one... there. Uh, and They're I had just... to go, and the FBI left <laughs> let me in to take care yeah, of the remains. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, yeah. And I knew them. And uh, I survived the Holocaust. And I got cancer at the Boston bombing. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is uh, happening? Then came another doozy. In 2019, she told colleagues that her older brother, Eric, had committed suicide. Uh, I've been gone. These things are too verifiable. To- <laughs> mm. I've been gone because my brother died by suicide, she wrote in a note explaining an absence from the Gray's writer's room. He was on life support for a short while, but ultimately did not survive. I say this not because I need or want anything from anyone. I'm not a delicate mm. flower or whatever. I just want people to know I'm still here, still part of the team, she wrote. In fact, her brother, Eric, is a doctor who currently works in Florida today. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. psycho. Psycho. 2019. Yeah. 2019. Google exists now. <laughs> you know? There was a time a Gulf War veteran had stalked her for months, slashing her tires and leaving a knife slammed in the front door of her apartment. Another time, she arrived at the office visibly upset. She'd been the victim of a road rage incident, she said, and after the male assailant caught up with her at a red light, he exposed his genitalia and masturbated in front of her. Mm-hmm. Finch would often take to That's Facebook... That's a long light. <laughs> I didn't say finished. Oh, he finished. Uh, Finch would often. If she had been allowed to talk more, she would have ended with. And then he finished. And then I got pregnant. And then I had an abortion. Oh, there was an abortion in this story, too. There was also a fake abortion in this. Wouldn't you just go through the red light at that point? I mean, assuming it wasn't that busy, you just take off or back up or something. I mean, if it's in LA, dude, you never never know. I'd sit and watch. But yeah, I'm, I guess man, I, I'm not like freaked out by it. And I, I always feel like that's something I have to remember. Anytime someone talks about p- men who expose themselves, like for for a lot of women, like that is like some scary ass, horrifying shit. For me, every time I see a guy jerking off in public, I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah, look at him. You're like taking notes on his technique. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really put a twist in there at the end. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. He's having fun. I, I remember... I- I was at a, a Union Station, and there was this dude. He's this tiny little Mexican dude, and he had his fucking dick out, and he got the biggest, reddest boner I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's just standing by the urinals, but he he's acting like he's peeing, but he's like three feet back from the urinal, and he was just jacking <laughs> off. And he was lo- looking at me, and I was peeing next to this like black dude, and I was trying to look at the black dude like, hey, uh, 
do you see this fucking guy right here? <laughs> and the black dude was just just kind of like scared of me, right? Because I'm trying to acknowledge Cause you, him. Because you're looking I'm at just, him while he's peeing. Yeah, because I'm the one that's like looking next and I'm standing next to him. But I just wanted to be like, no, dude, there's a dude jacking off. And then I finished peeing and I just stared at it for a while. Like, why is this guy's boner so red? But it was I probably because he's been jacking off it's all like day. When you're, it's like when you're trying to honk at the person in front of the person <laughs> yeah. in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, it's not for you. Tell him. <laughs> right. Tell him. No, not you. Him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Finch would often take to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to share some of these harrowing events. Like the time an anti-Semitic flyer was slipped under her front door. I asked her about these three stories, and she claimed that all three actually happened. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Why did she? I didn't know she was... I didn't know she was Jewish and that like ruins it for me because I'm so I like that annoys the shit out of me because the number one fucking like anytime something anti-Semitic happens, like someone draws a swastika, everyone's like, it was probably the rabbi. And it's because <laughs> assholes like this exist. It's like the Jesse Smollett thing yeah. where you're just like, God damn it, Jesse. Do you know like how much? Yeah, how much you like ruin it for everyone else right. who actually experiences that shit? Ugh, what an asshole! Yeah, and when um, people do it, I'm sure they're like partially feeding on the fact that like, yeah, people might not believe you because this is too weird. Right, right, exactly. I mean, and so wait, so she had an abortion? Yeah, she lied about an abortion at one point. Hold on, I gotta find that part because it's whoo. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> hold on. Uh, it wasn't enough to tell people that she had to make a wrenching decision to abort the fetus from an unplanned pregnancy or risk her own life by foregoing the life-saving treatment. She weaponized it, taping a political campaign video during the explosive confirmation hearings of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. It wasn't a decision I, t I took lightly, said Finch, staring intently into the camera for now this. But it was the right choice for me, the only choice for me. If Kavanaugh were on the Supreme Court when I got pregnant, what choice would I have had? Oh my God! Oh God! Do you, do you think that this woman would have had like I, I'm sure there's people that are this fucking crazy in every industry, but I feel like L.A. is uniquely set up to oh, yeah. for them to actually succeed at it, whereas everybody yes. else would be like, "Hey, that person's fucking crazy! Like, get away from them." I mean, oh. yeah, like the whole uh, the whole thing. Like, is... In L.A., you're like trained not to ask and fucking question. Well, and I mean, be like, you're supposed to believe. Yeah, you're supposed to believe abuse survivors. That's like the whole uh, the whole thing. And, and that's like 99.9% of the time, it's probably true. But then you get this one asshole. Right. That ruins it for everybody. But that's so, yeah, kind of what makes uh, them interesting, too. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <clears throat> so, uh, like, part of this, like, new article that, that kind of, like, update the interview with her. It goes, today, she's an absolute pariah. The mere mention of her name in certain quarters of the industry causes visible revulsion. Her phone doesn't ring. Her emails go unanswered. Her wife left her. Family members disowned her, and she's no longer allowed to see the children she helped rear for several years. She fills her days talk taking long walks and talking to her therapist. And I'm thinking to myself, how many of those are lies? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So she's a she's a lesbian. I guess I don't know. No, yes, okay, dude. Not only that, so she met this uh, this abuse survivor oh. uh, in oh. some sort of like therapy context, and oh. and like married her, and this woman had like 
five kids from an ex-husband who was like abusive and committed suicide and she took parts of her story like she probably took the suicide oh thing and like invented it for her brother so yeah it was like a whole a whole deal um to your point matt like that was i mean that was the big question the whole time i was reading it was like how much is she still lying about now and mm-hmm. like what is the angle here because for sure there's like an angle to doing this in the first place um and th- there's a little piece uh, a chunk of our final conversation was spent discussing an upcoming photo shoot that would take place at her house she was worried about the logistics and weather and on several occasions she asked who the hair and makeup artist would be after the shoot she emailed to ask if she could have some of the extra photos that weren't used she was particularly interested in shots showing her crying God. She also she also wouldn't let the guy into her house for some reason. Yeah, it's like there's still a whole whole lot going on there. Right. I love you're one still of the quotes, a crazy person. It didn't fix anything. One of the quotes was, "What I did was wrong. Not okay. Fucked up. All the words." <laughs> I, people who speak like the, with the soy dialogue, I'm like, you're all fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're all fucking crazy all the words well you're a writer i'm just so exhausted from apologizing to everyone that uh (laughs) you guys can fill in the blanks on this one oh my god oh man finch is still adamant that her compulsive lying was solely a product of her real life trauma yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's uh yeah now now her story is that it was a response to her older brother being abusive um and, the one uh, who he said killed himself? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> God. And maybe he was, but when you already pretended that he had suicide, uh, that he committed suicide and he didn't, uh, it's a little harder to believe now. Listen, my older brother was fucking abusive as shit. And <laughs> I lie v- about very little things, mostly about movies I've seen or haven't seen. Mm. Sometimes I'll say I haven't seen a movie I've seen or I'll say I've seen a movie I haven't seen. Sometimes it's I won't remember thing. that I've seen a movie. Yeah. That happens. Sometimes but I'll be like, know. oh, what movie? And then I'll Google it and I'll find my own review. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I did see that. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Best movie oh, look. I've ever seen. Yeah, look, I gave That's it a B, solid B+. Plus. Interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of so, solid B+, pluses, uh, ooh, yeah. we all saw The Fablemans. Speaking Steven. of Jewish liars. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. This is a very anti-Semitic, like, Semitism-heavy episode. No, this was about a Jewish truth teller, I think. This was Steven Spielberg finally telling us a little about himself. Now, this is a question I have. How much of this is, does he call this autobiographical, or does he say loosely based on my life? I think semi-autobiographical is uh, the official term. I'm not sure. I mean, but... Yeah, why wouldn't why would you, uh, that was one of my biggest complaints was why wouldn't you just make the lead character named Steven and why wouldn't you just make it about your life? Why yeah, call it the Tablemans? Why call it Sammy? Like I I, I don't know. Also, Sometimes I'm like, well, because if you if you don't fictionalize at all, you can't give him an amazing name like Fableman. <laughs> I felt like yeah. I hated that. Yeah, to me, I was like Fable Man. Like, I like it. I don't understand what just you're. If this is about you, then just call it the Spielbergs. If it's like but semi-autobiographical, yeah. I mean, I get it. But mm. the New York Times calls it both autobiographical and semi-autobiographical. So you know, take oh, that's that for good. what you will. 
I guess I didn't really have a problem with that when I saw Eight Mile, but <laughs> I feel like I don't Eight know. Mile is but Eight Mile not had rap. really autobiographical. No, yeah, no. This one is much more like directly autobiographical. Yeah, that, that's true. Because like the movies that they're showing him making as a kid are movies that he made as a kid. I remember seeing. Um, I think I was like watching. I forget what it was like the the special edition, like the behind the scenes or whatever of like, uh, what was it band of brothers? And they were showing kind of like, or, or maybe it was, um, uh, uh, saving private Ryan. And they had clips of like some of his, uh, movies he made as a kid Mm -hmm. and how he like did special effects as a kid. Um, and you know, like made it look like bullets were coming out and all that stuff. And they use that stuff in the movie um, so I was like, okay, so this is, this is by bi- a, a biography in a sense, but the, they're not telling us what stuff isn't real. So yeah. I'm like, so did his mom leave his dad for his dad's best friend? Is I believe that, a- that part was true or the, at least that there was a, yeah, like that a part divorce, is true. divorce involved. Right. No, that part um, is true. They, the mm. mom fell in love with the, I remember that. That is a real thing. So mom fell in love with Seth Rogen. That's uh, did the mom really get <laughs> yeah. a monkey? Like these are the questions I have. Like is the monkey the monkey yeah. feels like it has to be real? Because why would you add that? Why would you add the monkey? It's not even a good like metaphor. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like too it's too out there to be fake. Like it's not it's not um poetic enough to be like oh we just added that for flair. Like ah, I like the monkey. I mean. Dude, that's production no, values. No, no, right I like there. it if it's real. I assume it's real that he, her mom, his mom got a monkey, be and named it after the man she loved <laughs> because she missed him so. Like that. I yeah, that's true. Real. I guess Mo- Steven's mother, Leah Spielberg, really did bring home a monkey to be a family pet. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So I'm glad you correctly surmised that it was true. Yes. Fair enough. I just want to make, you know, like, like there are things in it. This is my problem with like semi biographical or autobiographical things is that I'm like, okay, but there are aspects to this that I, I know already it's a dramatization when someone does a biopic or whatnot. I already know it's a dramatization. There are going to be some things that you add, you know, time timelines change in order to make something more kind of like wrap it up in a nice bow and like whatnot. But like, if you're calling it the Fablemans, then I'm like, okay, some of this is going to be a fable. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is. So yeah. I still feel like <laughs> yeah, I don't the know the title who the fuck is like Spielberg is. The, a liar. Right. He's yeah, calling himself yeah. a liar in the title. And you're like, ah, okay, well, uh, um, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, so the movie is essentially about Steven Spielberg, uh, as a kid and the family he grew up in. And, uh, um, I, I, I liked it because I like Steven Spielberg movies. Like I just, yeah. in general, I, I liked it them... because I like Steven Spielberg movies and I like coming of age, uh, semi autobiographical movies in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so I'm, uh, and I, I'm also a fan of like, it kind of like was able to skate by, um, or, or it avoided my usual, I think our usual critique of biopics, um, in that, yes, it was made by the guy who the subject 
is the subject of the movie, but it's also not um, a movie about how he overcame so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's more about like they they really do hammer home that like he he led a a, a pretty like privileged life like right he, his his life was like pretty happy I mean it's mostly just them being a family together laughing and playing <laughs> and until the divorce happens you know yeah so well until the guy puts a bagel in his locker right until he moves to uh to like palo alto and everyone <laughs> yeah. hates jews there santa clara. Which... yeah that was weird i was like wait there were there were less jews uh in santa clara than in phoenix like t- to me i mean i know jews are a desert people but uh like well, dude, i just assumed I, I, dude, I, first of all i gr- i grew up around a ton of jews in california and i never heard anything anti-semitic till i went to university of arizona literally i never heard anybody even say anything anti-semitic mexican black stuff for sure but when i moved to university of arizona i remember i was with my roommate and his friend and they were from tucson and his friend at one point said something i can't remember what he's talking about but he said gypsies and he goes this is like gypsies and jews and it made me laugh so hard because I was like, "Jew, like, what do you have against? Gy-? Like, I, 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 oh, I hadn't heard anything." And then, and then I was also just like, "Gypsies, <laughs> like, there's not a gypsy or a Jew for a hundred miles around here. Like, what the fuck are you even?" Yeah, yeah. No, I, I the uh, yeah. same thing with me. It wasn't until college that I realized that there were that there were people who actually like just yeah. said anti-Semitic stuff and had never met Jews. Mm. Oh, was that like, was right. me. I think it happens outside <laughs> that was of me. Like, I, California. I didn't, I didn't know there's... Jews like existed really until I mean, I knew like my dad yeah. knew one had one Jewish friend who was like the math teacher at the junior college where my dad taught at. Like that was the one Jewish family I knew growing right. up and then so i knew like they existed and you know i had met like a handful but then when i got to college and there was like nine of us in a suite at college i think five were jewish or something like that so right. uh i guess I, that was like when i realized oh there's like a lot there's like a lot of jews in the world I right, it yeah, was just- <laughs> yeah see I grew, I, the- I grew up where yeah. it was like I, I was going to bar mitzvahs and shit and just right. like being like coming home to my parents being like dude uh Jacob got five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And a full fucking party. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there's I get fucking nothing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Tone like, Loke showed up uh, awesome. to play yeah. Paul's fucking yeah, bar exactly. <laughs> Like, why do we not have this? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Seriously, yeah. why are we Jewish? Yeah, yeah and no, it was I, weird. I, like, as soon as I met Jews, I was like, oh, these are like m- people that are more like me than the people that i did grow up with <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. these people are much more like me and my family like the, these are like other people that like to complain uh and uh, right. and and like our value like intellectualism above right like you know the protestant work ethic or whatever yeah the weird thing about like go like i had the a different experience in terms of i went when i went to college before i went to college i was like the whole world is either it's half jewish half christian that's mm-hmm. that's everyone right. and that, then i went to college I and i was like oh there's no, like jews are like there are people who've never met jews and i was like oh that's yeah. wild to me how do you even know right. about jews then like how did yeah. where did you hear about it and it's like well tv yeah. and stuff and so yeah. well you hear about them when you go into the bank and you ask who owns it 
<laughs> yeah, right. You go, who owns, who who runs this bank? And they're like, you mean Shlomi? And it's just a guy with a full. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, money going, guy, they'll die, they'll die, they'll die, they'll die. They'll... <laughs> and it's like, I knew it. Yeah, they'll die. They'll... It's so fucking funny. Like everyone's the, yeah, the running of the banks thing, I always think is the But like, sort of, I mean, I think the best thing about this movie to me was sort of seeing like the opposite end of the spectrum of that where mm-hmm. like to me by far the best scene is that uh, Steven Spielberg goes to Santa Clara and he meets like a hot, he like, yes. he weasels his way in uh, by narking on uh, the school jock uh, who's yes. cheating on his girlfriend. And then her friend has like uh, a Jew fetish because she's so, she's like horny for Jesus. Yeah. And she, she really wants to fuck Christ, which is, yeah. I think it's so fantastic. seeing, yeah. So seeing like the, uh, the derangedness of like Christians through the eyes of like a Jewish guy who's never, uh, yes. experienced that before by far, that was like the best part of the movie. And it was also the, one of the first moments in any Spielberg movie movie where he sort of allows himself to be like a little weird. He's not doing a yes. specific moral. He's not, you know, like he's, he's sort of working through uh, like his own idea of something and not really trying to like land a point necessarily. 100%. And, that's, 100%. and I really like, that was my favorite, you know, moment of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I completely agree. And it is something that rang very true to me as like, it is a fun little, like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a thing where sometimes you will meet a girl who is like, Oh, so you're Jewish. And, (laughs) and then you're like, yeah. (laughs) And, and, and it's weird to be fetishized for that because <laughs> you're like, I think there's something racist about it, but damned if I'm not going to uh, right, capitalize right, but on I'm it. going for it. Yeah. Like I loved that. I loved that. That was my favorite thing with that storyline was that he did not give a shit that right. what she was doing was essentially, you know, being kind of bigoted and fetishizing this thing and being like, you're going to hell. That's hot. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you're just like an animal. The animals you're just don't like get to an go animal to heaven either. And, and I'm going to try to breathe Christ into you. <laughs> like yeah. he, like there was no part of it that I feel like in maybe a movie that wasn't biographical and a movie that was just about a young Jewish kid, like there, that would have been like, a moral point right that he yeah. would have made instead he's like marry me and she's like what no <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and she doesn't say what no because uh again you know she's not doing it because she's like oh no you're jewish we can't she's saying like we just we've been dating for a month yeah. like i like we were just trying I like to smash i didn't care about he right yeah he's the weirdo he's yeah. the weirdo she is also weird obviously but uh, i love that i thought that was great yeah. And I you know, sometimes that it's very rare, but occasionally one out of every 300 Christian girls is like Jews. Mm. <laughs> let me let me taste that damned dick. Mm. <laughs> Joe, yeah, I know you right. I know you hated this movie. Like you got mad at me for even making well, you watch well, it. Well, uh, so I turned it on with my wife and my wife oh, she actually watches my wife, she watches a ton of movies, right. but she will turn off a movie so fucking fast if it doesn't start strong. Mm-hmm. And this movie was so fucking boring for like the first 25 minutes. I kept watching it because you guys, I was, I, I could, I could feel that you guys had kind of dug it. So 
I kept watching it and then I was like, oh, this is like now that now I'm enjoying it, you know. But dude, for the yeah. first 20 minutes, I go, why did they make how did they why did they make this movie? <laughs> this is like a nice family. And I agree. it's like a normal <laughs> family, like, I, and they're just doing like happy dude, family. To shit. me, like, I, I mean, to the me, first twenty minutes. To me, too, there are so. I mean, almost every Spielberg movie, and and it like gets worse uh, as he gets older. But there's always at least like two or three artistic decisions that are just completely fucking baffling to me. Like mm-hmm. in this one, he hires this little kid with really blue, like sparkly blue eyes, because you know, Spiel, <laughs> yeah, Spiel, dude. Spielberg has sparkly blue eyes. It's not like eyes, Jewish, but, really. I, I get yeah. that Spielberg has like blue eyes and he probably Jews have blue eyes too. Yeah. Usually I, I would, you know, like often. No, no, no. Brown and blue. It's all mixed. Often. Anyway. So he hires this kid with really sparkly blue eyes to play himself as a little kid. Uh, and then there's the <laughs> time. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> no, no. The thing that bothered me was then there's a time jump and then high school age Spielberg, the kid ha- clearly has brown eyes or green eyes in real life. And they put these shitty fake contact lenses on him to give him blue eyes and every like, it's hard for me not to notice. Cause like the Spielberg face is like a close up of someone's like wide eyed look like that is, yeah. that's his signature shot is like a close up on of someone's face while they're like in awe. So he does that a bunch of times with this guy and I'm constantly having to look at his shitty fake contact lenses that don't look anything like natural. <laughs> and I'm like, could you not have just hired either a brown eyed little kid or uh, yeah, a blue eyed older kid better. or just left him and said, who fucking cares? <clears throat> Instead, you're like forcing me to. Re- he's not ripping. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they were fine, but like uh, you could have replaced one of them or you could have reimagined yourself as someone with fucking brown eyes. Like, wh- why would yeah, you right. do this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I actually didn't notice that at all, but um, that's because I'm not racist. I just um, notice bad contact lenses. It's like you I don't can notice see eye color. Yeah, I don't think about. I'm colorblind. Like, I'm literally colorblind, but I notice that's bad. True. You con- are literally. I notice bad contact lenses not because of the color, uh, but because like the pupil looks like it, it looks fucked up. Like it's the off. pupil is yeah. off and weirdly yeah. shaped. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. One of my, one of my favorite parts about you, Vince, is that you are sensitive to the fact that you are colorblind, and I think that's funny because it's a funny disability. <laughs> it is. Well, I just po- I have to point it out in situations <laughs> like this where it's like I'm not the guy that's gonna notice eye color because like I literally can't tell the difference a lot of the time. Yeah. But but I do notice when a pupil looks fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I didn't notice that. I mean, my uh, like big critique with like a lot of the uh choices made in this movie is um uh number one what are we what are we doing with um there there are jewish actors uh, i'm sorry but <laughs> oh like, my god he hired the two most goyish looking <laughs> yes, people on earth yes. on earth like paul like, dano his is parents the most... are so jewish his parents are so jewish paul like, dano very, is yes. the most very visibly well, jewish like, people he, he hires the two most goyish people on earth and then like the two obvious standout performances in this are fucking judd hirsch who is obviously yes. jewish and seth rogan who is obviously yes. jewish it's like why did you fucking hire these fucking <laughs> yeah I, it, it, it makes no Gentiles. fucking sense to me and, and it, not only that and it, it actually annoyed me that the sorry to interrupt but the, that the mother was so not jewish but she yes. was trying to be this jewish lady like michelle williams who i think is great yeah i was thought i was just like she's just fucking annoyed i'm supposed to be endeared by her but it's just 100%. annoying me she was that she's playing me. this character I, I completely I agree. It. 
I was so annoyed with the character. I was even more annoyed the... with Paul Dano because he's just like too young for that role. He's, Honestly, he's like four though, or five bro, years, what the fuck? four or five years younger than Michelle Williams, and he looks even younger than that because he like cannot grow facial hair. And it's like right. I like him as an actor, but holy shit, could you? No, he shreds. He's he's shreds. He's a fantastic actor. Although I will say, in this movie, I think it's the first time I've been like, oh, no, yeah, he can't yep. cry. Well, oh, I didn't notice that. I just noticed that, like, wow, this is so he's so miscast for this part that oh, he's completely yeah. miscast. But there's a point at which he like is like crying, mm-hmm. uh, and he can't. He has like the opposite DiCaprio thing, where like DiCaprio could only cry for like most of his career, <laughs> yeah. and then he like kind of learned how to do other things, like have an accent, but even then, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, you get for pay me for for them. Uh, sorry. And then, uh, but no, Paul Dano is like, I think one of my favorite actors. Cause I think he's just, there's something about him that I find like exhilarating. There's uh-huh. just some, he's well, got he's, this weirdness. He's doily innocent. Doily innocent, but he's got this weirdness to him that I yeah. love. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got a depravity. Yeah. Depravity. Did like you watch, he's either, did you watch, he's um, either the nicest guy you've ever met or like a secret child molester. He's got that yes. like kind of face where it's like off a little bit. Right. It's a little off. He's, he's, it's weird. And, but in this movie, he's supposed to be kind of like, um, I, I don't know. He's a supposed nice to be guy. a Jewish character and it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was not good. Yeah. And a Michelle Jewish Williams. engineer killing me michelle I, I, williams character was like oh what are jews theatrical and i was like fuck you i mean don't you do this for me i've only yeah. i've only ever to- tolerated merely tolerated michelle williams so i wasn't expecting okay, what, like i've always found her she looks like uh someone who would cry if you farted near her and uh that's always bugged me about her and <laughs> well that's just prejudice i don't think that's real <laughs> You don't know her. She looks, like she, her like she looks like she would judge me for a fart, and I've never liked her. But I, you know, I, I, I've learned to tolerate her, so she doesn't bother me anymore. It's a reason. I, met, I, I met her when I was like, I was, a, I, I think I was at college for a year, and I came back, and there was a high school party, and some dude that I went to high school with, and had gone to USC film school, was dating Michelle Williams. But I only knew her as the girl from Species. She was the little girl. She was the Natasha oh, Henstridge. Yeah as younger which we all watched so and was, jacked off to as you and, and she was like gorgeous you know and i, it, Not I was the, like the little girl by the way but Natasha how did this guy get this yeah i was like I how did the, was it well Heath she Ledger? was but she was beautiful when i met her and she was in high school not high school she was in college i guess she would have been in college and uh i just remember thinking like how the fuck did this dude like land this guy but it was like usc bro but yeah she was like she was a fucking she was a a, like i think she had grown up in the same area as i did but she had been homeschooled and like Mm -hmm. always going going to these auditions up in la and shit that makes sense yeah she does have a homeschool vibe i think that's what i'm picking up on her but but yeah as um steven spielberg's mother um i just um listen she actually she eventually did a good job i and i was i was a fan of her uh acting i think she's actually a really good actor. i think they were fine but again it was just like why would you cast those two people they're completely wrong for it and it only 
stands out even more when Judge Judd Hirsch shows up for like one scene and just yeah, fucking crushes it. Like crushes you're like, holy it. shit, crushes I want a whole it. movie with this guy. Uh, yeah. See, and that's another scene. Like when I see a, a Spielberg movie, I'm sort of expecting uh, like he's very classical. Like he's a, he like does like easy morality tales, like classic. Ho- I mean, he is the guy who sort of invented Hollywood bullshit uh, mm-hmm. to some extent and doesn't usually make movies about himself partly for that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of this movie is about how he wanted to become a filmmaker and everyone supported him in it and he succeeded at it. But then in that scene, like Judd Hirsch kind of shows up and is like, yeah, you're going to have to choose between art and your family (laughs) at some point and it's going to tear you apart. And like, I don't know, that, that was an interesting sentiment that I didn't necessarily expect to hear, uh, from Spielberg because like right. in order to be an who's, artist you do have to be kind of a selfish prick and yes and it's exactly. not all fucking roses and I like that he seemed like he was you know going like thinking about something or exploring something rather than just like telling us a didactic story that's uh, I I agree with that completely I do think that that is one of the things in this movie that um allows I don't know it's it's something that I haven't seen Spielberg do before, which was be like, well, my thoughts on things are mm-hmm. exactly. And, uh, he doesn't do that. Cause he's too smart for it. He's like, he's well, cause he's always doing it about, it's like everything is, is, um, I don't know. Like the focus is on the film. Like, how do I make this look as cool as yeah. possible? How do I make a real? capital F film? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I the ending of the movie I thought was I think my favorite thing in the movie. Yeah, when uh, it was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the monkey <laughs> having to watch it again when the monkey dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah the monkey dies of suicide. No, the ending of the movie where um he meets John Ford, <laughs> yes. played by oh, David, David Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, so good. And I was like. Oh, the, like for me, that ending was so yeah brilliant and funny, and I was like, "This is the most unspielberg ending right. I've ever seen." I mean, because the whole movie is him putting filmmaking on a pedestal, uh, yeah, and then he ma- meets his hero, and his hero is like, "Yeah, fucking uh, remember, you put the horizon line up or low, otherwise it looks boring." And yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's also. Um, I think people like Spielberg who wanted to be uh, like to do art from a young age and like always knew that like they spend their whole lives sort of studying art and that does kind of hamstring you from having uh, a story having to from being able to tell your own story because like your own Mm -hmm. story is uh, inherently going to be like meta where like a filmmaker learns how to make a film or learns to like if you spend mm-hmm. your i mean like i spent my college years and grad school years like learning how to write uh right which then you're like well what the fuck am i going to write about the process of me learning to write like it's a weird right it's a weird yes. thing that you end up having to do yeah yeah and yeah I, your life experience isn't uh isn't you, you look at your own life experience and you're like uh I got to make a movie about me making movies. Right. Gonna it's going to be annoyingly self-referential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought he sort of did a decent job. Even I think that's probably why he is in his late seventies before he made this movie. 
Is he in his late 70s? He's like 75 or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's interesting. They, they really only make writer movies about journalists because journalists are actually doing stuff. But yeah, they're they really make like a movie about a writer writer because it's like, what the fuck are they going to show right. him it's... in front of a laptop thinking heart? Well, it's funny because like you look at all like uh, old older movies, like old Hollywood movies, like half of them were about working in the movies yeah <laughs> because it was like back then all the writers were like well i don't know what to write about i read about making the movie we're making yeah let's yeah. do that um and and now it's like whenever you see a movie about like hollywood or whatnot it's like it's... on that note you gotta see babylon oh i do oh yeah it's like what's babylon about babylon is about it's like the story that you've seen probably a hundred times where it's like a bunch of silent film stars partying and then talkies come in and like it fucks Ooh. up everything. And, I, and I'm watching that movie going, I've seen this so many times. I've seen this like in Singing in the Rain. I've seen this in The mm -hmm. Artist. I've seen this in Hail Caesar. I've seen this in like Boogie Nights is like another version of it. Like it, they've made sure. it so many times and he makes it again and it's three hours and 10 minutes long and it fucking rips the whole time really yeah. okay yeah. wait who's who made this uh damien chazelle the, damien the chazelle. guy who did really? uh la la land and whiplash yeah. and it's really good the whole time well i mean the fucking whole first scene is like a just like a cocaine fueled orgy where people are like fucking in corners and some guys yeah I love that. And, 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 and sucking yeah. Are they sucking <laughs> yeah there's, well there's a golden shower scene and in like first five minutes they do oh, yeah. they do piss they do pee pee yeah. and oh, there's, fucky there's pee pee wow I feel like PP is finally getting normalized, and I like that. And not, not saying, I yeah, not I'm not saying it's anything I want <laughs> right. for me. But what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is, like people, like if you watch like some older pornography, you, I feel like the women who are getting peed on, they don't like it. Mm. But nowadays, yeah. it's just like, like yeah, it. I love I love getting peed on. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, I, I hated when people used to tell me that women didn't like getting peed on. I was just yeah. like, yeah, fucking right. They love it. And then <laughs> they're you're gonna like, act you like know, they don't. Yeah, because it's like first, it's like come, but there's more. <laughs> there yeah. is a there is a whole like thing of like nobody ever. There's never a lot of shitting in movies, and there's not like couples peeing on each other in the shower, which I feel like everybody <clears throat> does, right? Yeah, everyone does mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Do you oh, do yeah, that? just so, to, just to. Yeah, just to fix. If I'm in the shower with my really. wife, I'm I'm gonna pee on her leg at some point. Oh a, yeah, no, obviously. I, I right. thought you meant like yeah, exactly. But that's knee. never been in a movie. Nobody does that in a movie, and it's everybody does it. They should have put it in <laughs> the Fablemans. I think the Fablemans would have been improved. Yeah, like at least fifteen a to twenty percent if there was a little bit of pee pee in there. Yeah, a little pee, -pee. just a trickle. <laughs> I was gonna say too. It's funny watching. Uh, Spielberg movie with somebody like my wife who is younger right. than me and didn't like grow up watching Spielberg movies and like watches even just like a 90s movie and goes this is so fucking corny because mm -hmm. it's like oh, wow. the era of like Hollywood movies and she was like 2000s like fucking Eternal Sun you know when she started paying attention to movies it was like Eternal Sunshine so it was yeah. like already indie author auteurs like making movies and those were the ones people so like we watched a Spielberg movie and she's like this is so fucking corny i can't well, and it's yeah. like to me i'm like oh it's a spielberg it's a movie yeah, movie that's what and we, it's like that's why we that's why you watch wrap our mind movie. around like 
Yeah, she can't even wrap her mind around like why would anybody watch this? Wait, how old and is to she? me, I'm just like, wait, this is a movie. Yeah, fourteen. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's she's thirty. One. Oh wow. She no, but like young. even like as a film yeah. critic, when I'm writing a review of a Spielberg movie, I almost Hell feel yeah. like I'm not allowed. <laughs> to point out that it's corny because people are like, well, yeah, it's a fucking Spielberg movie. Of course it's fucking yeah. corny. Fucking what do you expect? Fuck. She's confused by every movie. Like it's like, I'll show her like a few good men or something, just whatever fucking, you know, like uh, even like what did seven. She say? She goes, she like, why is this, is this fucking... not high school musical? Did she she's say like, that? This is, she just says it's like corny. And I kind of get what she's saying. Cause it's like, she just is like, it's such a movie, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? That, and it's like, exactly. I grew up watching movies and yes. she's like, grew up watching these other things where it's like, they were always like playing with the form or making yeah. it seem real gritty she, and realistic. Has she seen Schindler's list? I won't let her watch that. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to see that. <laughs> just pretend that, that it never happened. That's the what best. The- and then she won't. I think she likes Schindler's List. It would Not... upset her. It would upset okay. her. Yeah, no, no, I think she, yeah, she probably would. She would like Schindler's List. She <laughs> All right. I think it does help to have someone who's like not into the, like the show of movies, like to watch it with them. Cause like I'm trying to watch last night. I was trying to watch Till, like the movie about Emmett Till. And, uh, you know, oh. my wife's just kind of like, right. what? why why would i want to watch this and i'm like yeah kind of like i kind of agree it's such a weird uh, yeah. thing like what like am i going to be am i waiting to see the moment where they like show his like bloated corpse yeah, what and then like is that going to yeah. be like the big reveal of this movie and then i'm thinking like oh they did such a good job like recreating that like murdered dude's fucked up murdered cor- like, what are we doing here kind of thing yeah. like i'm like yeah this is a weird gesture and i don't know uh why we'd want to like make a movie about that well it's like the, the weird thing about stuff like that is like there's there well there's like two parts of the spectrum and both of them are can be c- conceived as wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you on the one hand you have like well you know why not make a movie about this incredible historical figure you know right like, like in terms of this horrible thing that happened and learn about like humanize and learn about the life of this this guy this kid who Emmett is Till. it Emmett Till he's the one he was he was murdered I'm kidding I'm kidding oh. <laughs> God but I think I mean I think like the no, basic but then on the, the other base- hand yeah, sorry, go ahead. on the other hand uh, you know it's like well, making it is also absolutely exploiting black trauma. And that has been kind of like a big thing of like people like, well, we got to make movies exploiting, you know, black trauma and making black fear and tears profitable. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's and, also, and it's, so, a, it's a weird thing where like when something is an iconic historical moment like that, there's not a lot of room for art or like a take. Like it's very, you right. can't have a take on it that's not sacrilegious and weird like it's it's one thing if like that like Emmett Till's mom made the movie or something like then you'd get it because it's you know then they're allowed to find nuances that are right real in it but when you're when you're an outsider and you're I don't know you're trying to find an artistic take on this story like you can't really 
do that with that. So, I mean, you know, it's like, is there an, what's the angle of the movie? Is yeah. it just like, here's, here's the life of the kid and what his life was like before this horrible Not thing Not really. It it's sort of about aftermath? the horrible thing happening. And then like the, you know, the mom <laughs> being strong and, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, yeah, stuff like that. I'm, I'm always, you know, it's, I will see it if everyone says it's good. I will not turn it on if people, uh, if I don't hear from people that it's good. But here's the thing. I, of not... course people are going to say it's good because what the fuck no, no, else no, no, are they no. going to say? No, no, no. But like, I mean, critically, critics that I trust sure. saying something is good. People who, not not just like the general this is a you know the general critical populace is completely compromised they're all liars um they're all working for disney um and vince mancini is the only film critic you can trust hey did you guys watch bros i did actually kinda, i, I kind of I, I, I didn't like I it at first it. i didn't like it at first yeah, but then i ended up like i didn't it. think it yeah i liked it I, I just thought like oh okay this is like a like a a a, a side of like gay life that like i was completely fucking ignorant about because it really is like they all the gay movies that they've made they kind of like just map on a gay relationship onto like a straight relationship right. and this was like this was like the first movie i saw they go no it's this whole fucking different thing yeah, yeah. that's kind yeah of, and dynamic he's like no love, like is, going love is not love shut the fuck up yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought I go. That's really kind of uh, cool and interesting, and and, and there was like funny shit in it. But I saw um, I saw that movie right before I saw My Policeman, the one where Harry Styles plays like a tragic gay guy, and I was like, oh my god, this is the like exact movie that Billy Eichner <laughs> is shitting on in Bros. Yeah, I didn't Harry see Styles that. I, is. I, I think he's my new favorite dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like a proper film. It's a proper movie, yeah. You go well, you know, you go show a movie, right? And you go, oh, we're in a theater, isn't it? <laughs> and then when you go watch a movie, you say, like, why am I getting my dick sucked right now? Oh, it's because I'm watching a movie, yeah. Slobber on it. Slobber on the knob. Yum, yum, yum. Favorite thing about the movie is like, it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film movie. That, Wait, is that, that a satire? Kind of the reason we no. go to watch something on the big screen. <laughs> no, that's him. That's him. No, that's him. That <laughs> was 100% him. <laughs> and Chris Pine is just sitting there like, what? oh, my God, I want to die right now. It's a movie and, like, you eye for big and you watch it. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking... You know, sit around, right? And sometimes you're watching a movie and you go, hey, this ain't a movie. This is a, <laughs> this is a trailer for popcorn, yeah? I mean, and my favorite... go see a real movie. My favorite go, thing about actors uh, is, is, like, when you can tell that it's been 10 years since uh, every, everyone in the world wasn't just hanging on their every word. Uh, yes. And they can just voice any fucking stupid mundane thought that comes through their head and they have no they have no fear about like hogging the spotlight or boring people or sticking the landing okay yeah. okay okay but that that's why you said you hated wall street and that's exactly why i fucking love wall street is the well, most, well, what's wall like, street compl- 
It's the Mark Wahlberg running oh, his business. W A H L Street. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the most complete document of how a fucking celebrity slowly becomes a fucking crazy person because <laughs> there, it's just Mark Wahlberg saying the dumbest shit. He's literally pretending to run businesses. He doesn't run a fucking thing. <laughs> And everybody's just creating this fake drama around. It's just, you're just watching all the people around him create this fake world for him and like have to stay in it and like stay focused. And they can't just go, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're an idiot. And everybody in every scene wants to say that to him. That's why it's good. Yeah. I, I, I just, I want to see for it. I want to see like a Tim and I want, I want Tim and Eric to get a hold of the footage for wall street and then just like sort of recut it. Uh, like however, <laughs> however they want, because it's yeah, like yeah. you can tell the editor and the director are working for Mark Wahlberg in Wall Street, and so it's uh, yeah, it's very geared to like Dude. towards making him look smart and like a businessman, and like he's doing a lot of hustling and shit. Dude, there's there's one part where he's like having a business meeting, and he's like thinking real hard, and he goes, "Let's take a break. Let's meet in about five minutes. I'll meet you out on the Loja." <laughs> The fuck is Loja? Robert Loja? And I had a fucking... I don't know why. That the fucking killed me, dude. What's a Loja? I gotta I'll know. I'll meet you out on the Loja. But he says in his fucking... I can't do the Boston fucking weird accent yet. Loja. I, I don't know. know. It's it... like a big, it's like a big Italian fucking balcony. I think. I mean, the it? the like balcony section in the big theater is called like Loge. Uh, oh, I didn't know just that. Didn't know how to pronounce it. I thought it was like he On mixed veranda and Loge. <laughs> that rules. But he... there's Mark Wahlberg becoming like the, I don't know, like a success win Tradcath is yeah. I, I like it because he's becoming more and more a like um the most honest version of himself as he's oh, yeah. getting older yeah like this is like who he is um is like everything he's doing is not who he is on the inside but it's who he like aspires yeah to be on it's the like inside. he's slowly reverting back yes. to uh a mass hole but he has to filter yes. it through being like an annoying hollywood guy for the last yeah, 25 yeah. years yeah he's got to be a chill Dude, mass he, hole he's yeah. like the guy that he like comes in to every room and he's like giving noogies and like pushing people around and everybody's like dude fucking th they just want to go yes. fucking stop dude <laughs> no and, he's doing and, but they can't do it they have to go oh, mark mark okay okay yeah. mark yeah <laughs> Noogies for Christ. It's he's so doing great. noogies for By Christ, way, and he's like, now he's... I only I only blind Jews. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, dude, he's doing know. some movie called um, it's called like Father, I don't know, Father Stu. Stu? We yeah. we saw Father it. Stu. Yes, we watched and, and, it. And it you're was watching insane, it and dude. This... Yeah, he's making this movie, and you go, this looks like the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. And then it's this girl, and she's talking about the – she wrote the movie, and she's getting to direct it. And you go – and she's like real hot chick, and you go, how the fuck did this girl write a movie? And they made her make a movie. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. This just sounds like – and this is clearly the stupidest movie. And then it's like I had to Google it, and she – and Mel Gibson's in it. She's Mel Gibson's – Girlfriend. Yeah, she's Mel Gibson's girlfriend that he That's, met on like the competitive right. horse circuit. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this girl here, yeah. she rides a horse. 
and I said, Dude, uh, what are your thoughts about the Jews? And he, he, have you ever thought about the Jewish question? And she <laughs> said, yeah, I am not a fan of the Jews. And I said, neither am I. Would you like to do a movie? Yeah. And it's very hard to, I can't keep the accent straight. <laughs> Mel Gibson doesn't have an Australian accent anymore, right? No, not really. No, he like, he like retconned his voice. He did, yeah. <laughs> First, yeah. that's yeah. the most psycho shit you could do. You grow up speaking one way, and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to change that completely. Is psycho. To be like, I'm an American now, so I'm going to speak with an American accent. I get that you're a good actor, but that's fucking weird. That's like me moving... To England and be yeah. like, oh, whatever she's on my beer, yeah. Oh, just Just like everywhere Dude. I go. So you I know. did just rewatch Apocalypto. That fucking, it fucking that movie shreds so hard. Yeah. Like he he was really getting into a pocket where he was just able to make what after he made a movie about Jesus just getting the shit kicked out of him for two hours. They were like, all right, you can do whatever. And then he made that movie. That movie rolls. I need to see it's, that. I've actually never seen Apocalypse. I still haven't oh, either. On, we got to watch it, well, it. Dude, so so after he, uh, you know, he said some unkind things. Uh, <laughs> he, no, I guess uh, the, 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 the rights to the rights to Apocalypto, like, were Ooh. just basically up for grabs and nobody wanted it. And so you couldn't find it anywhere. And then now it's on Amazon. It just popped up on Amazon Prime, and it's a fucking dude. It's a banger movie. It's a really I, I'm gonna good watch one. it. Uh, yeah, me too. Be my next me too. Movie. But I think that's because it's been a so podcast, he's so off guys. the rails. Hasn't that been a podcast? Yeah, just with that, I, I got a with a, so a Mel Gibson promo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch Mel Gibson's Apocalypto because you know what? I've decided I can only cancel so many anti-semites so i've stopped listening to kanye's music but that means i have to re-add yes. another anti-semite so mel gibson is well, back it, in the rotation. and it was before he was a, you could just think this was pre-anti-semite was it had, yeah it was he hadn't come out as an anti-semite oh, quite yet oh that's right he was he, made he was coming off of passion of the christ and, and then and people, everybody was right like, i forget for some reason i had those linked in my head it was passion of the christ and then immediately after he was just like the jews and yeah or, or, uh, but no it was like passion of the christ was, in which he wasn't saying anything about the jews but right. wasn't he and right. then after Apocalypto, he went to fucking moon no, shadows and and, and after he self financed Passion of the Christ and made a billion dollars on this movie that seemed like the worst idea ever, people were like, "Oh, you could just do whatever you want." And so he made this fucking crazy movie where people are speaking a like a dead Mayan language or right. something, and it's Which it's kind of rules. Oh yeah, dude, it's bizarre. Anyways, it's hot stuff. Check out Mel Gibson wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Father Stu. Father Stu. Uh, Joseph hey, by Blitter, the way, I, what? Oh, you got to take a shit. But did you guys see that Woody Harrelson? Uh, just there's a trailer for a Woody Harrelson movie that came out where the premise is that he is a basketball coach that gets in trouble with the law and then his is forced to coach a team of uh, basketball players that all have Down syndrome. Just I haven't that seen there. that, but I will watch that movie. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get <laughs> the, uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing. 
Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love Amazing. with design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it. Oh, we we great know, hair. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love <laughs> about Hitler. A lot of things. <laughs> All right, I I gotta right, take sorry. a shit okay. so bad. All right, let's 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 close sure. it out. Joseph and Glitico, thank you so much for coming him, uh, coming on the show. Uh, follow him on all of the platforms at Joseph Glitico. Uh, Patreon.com slash Frogcast for all these episodes you're listening to. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins.